Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. People need to understand this is not a typical downturn. At a certain point, we will get the spread of the virus under control. And at that time, confidence will return. Now, your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. I'm not going to do anything rash or hastily. I don't do that. But the country wants to get back to work. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 Studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about time about. for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. All right. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. This is a, a newer ish show. This is our this is our December show. Uh, newer ish. Newer ish. Yeah. I I found recently that I have um, I say ish a lot. You know, tell people eleven ish. You're not like a unpunctual dude. You show up. You no, no, not you're that. thinking like 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 amount or you know ish people. Uh, uh, oh, gotcha. No, I'm always on time. I I pride myself in being on time. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Something well, beautiful so, about not being on time, though. What is it? In some ways. What is it? Well, that polychronic philosophy is actually quite romantic um you already lost me where you're you're well like for example today on the way <laughs> on, the, on the way to the show i was dry i'm like you know what this is always what happens to me i'm early i set my time I'm like all right i gotta meet with jason jason's a very punctual guy i need to set an alarm i don't want to be late because he'll tee off on me <laughs> the first five minutes of the show now everybody then, thinks i'm like a bull no it's just one of those things it's in your cloth it's in your fabric you're an on time dude you're like my dad like eleven thirty is when the barbecue starts at eleven twenty eight. He's like, "Hey, I'm here." I'm like, yeah. oh, Dad, I'm still like not dressed, you know? Yeah. So I'm driving to the show to come record with you up in Atascadero, where you sit, and I'm I pass this great beer and wine, new beer and wine local shop, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna pull in and. So and then of course, so then the guy's like, he's like, great, I got a lender here. This guy probably making a ton of money. Let's show him some good wine. Let's smooge with him a little bit. And I'm looking at my clock like, oh my God. Like, So you got sidetracked. So I'm, you took an But un- that's polychronic. I mean, I'm, I could stop looking at my watch and enjoy that. And then, but the problem is in this country, the other party is not typically polychronic. They're not going to be like, like in South America, yeah. Like, and I, I also ran into an old girlfriend, and we went to dinner, and I'm the, we met up later. I'm like the so old school dude that I feel like you're making up words and trying to justify <laughs> being late, which I consider passive aggression. Okay, if you are late, yeah. it's that you prioritize your time over mine and leave me waiting when we agreed upon a time that we were going to do a thing. And I bet there's a certain population of people listening to the show that are shaking their head up and down right now. Oh, saying, yeah. No, I mean, I, I've, I've heard it all. I've Polychronic's heard it. a word. I know it is. It's um, not an ish. It's I a word. Know. Just, the, I don't, I just, again, I think it's a respect issue. I know. And it is. In this country, you should be monochronic. And so more importantly... If you know that about me and we have a meeting, 
You should be on time. I was on time. You were. And I have wine. And for that, I and thank I have you. Wine. And for that, I thank you yeah. again. Yeah. Um, Not the wine. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, it's December 3rd, um, which is a Thursday. It's hard to keep all the days straight right now. It seems like it's getting dark right after lunch. and um, <laughs> Because we eat at 3. Yeah, and there's not a lot to do anymore because of the the COVID situation. We're uh, still very confined. Today, um, I don't know if you caught this because you're probably head down in the books too, but uh, today our governor announced that um, basically I think just giving us all sort of a heads up so we could rush out and get our toilet paper stocks fully loaded and mm. deplete every last roll of available toilet paper in the state um that next week we're likely going into like the the real deal lockdown like it used to be Mm. um and i say that like i knew when we moved back to purple um i was like well i i feel like i understand the more severe lockdown no more eating in the restaurants and in round one they were um you weren't allowed to eat in the restaurants right that was a thing Correct. And then they were like, well, that's no problem. We'll just build a restaurant out in the parking lot mm-hmm. um, with all the walls and April. all the windows and all the everything. Yeah. But so this time it sounds like in in round two of the real deal stay at home order lockdown, they're probably going to be taking that away. Um, I also got my hair cut this week, which when we went back to purple, I thought was like, okay, well, no more personal services, right? No more massage, no more hair, no more wifey get the nails done. And then I was surprised that those things were all still going on. So moving to purple basically just meant you got to sit in the parking lot for sure. Uh, you're not going to get lucky and get one of the one in four tables inside. Um, and so, uh, oh, and school was about to happen again for some of the youngest kids and, um, then in purple, they said, nah, that's not going to happen. And, but so today, like I said, my impression of the overview was that next week we're getting the real deal lockdown again, where we lose um, all the toilet paper again. And the yeast also yeast goes fast. Yes. The yeast gets so people all of a sudden think they can bake bread. Out of yeah. Nowhere. Well, if you're going to be fighting for survival, you're going to want to learn how to make some yeasty bread. Um, and for your failures, <laughs> at least you'll have all of the Charmin to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I still am floored that people's basic survival instinct was I got to go get some toilet paper. I know. Um, I know. It didn't cross my mind. Until I was like, you know, in my family of five, we were like rolling low on toilet paper. And I went to get some toilet paper and I was like, hey, you guys, we are low. there is no toilet paper like anywhere. And then and then I knew it was really a crisis when my wife said a friend of mine just called and said there's paper at Big Lots. And I was like, we're going to Big Lots to get toilet paper. Oh, my God. Uh, and we did. This is comical. And I got to tell you that that was like... Uh, a cross between parchment paper and some of that like wet sandpaper that you use to like fine finish classic cars before you spray them. Um, oh, nice. Anyway. Yeah. So there's, so you're down to the bottom now. Oh no, it went all the way back to normal. And then now, but now you watch, you're going to get it again. There's going to be uh, you know, back to missing provisions that are hard to understand. Yeah. I mean, you'll laugh at me. You know this about me. I have that stuff on subscription. So right. I'm backlogged on dry storage. <laughs> I got garbanzo beans and toilet paper and all the stuff that I need. 
Good. Um, plenty of alcohol. Yeah. I don't know where all that um, came from. So while we're at this part of the shows, we're talking about the Rona, which I think we do the opening of every show because it's just still oh so relevant. I think it's always on my mind, too, because Mike and I are sitting in my office here spread out with all this recording stuff, and we learn how to play DJ, as my son calls it. And, um, you know, it's a... It's not Saturday morning. This isn't a live broadcast, and so it just feels very, uh, very much related to COVID as we sit down. And so, um, usually when we talk about COVID, before we pseudo move on from it, because you can't really move on from this and anything to do economically right now. Um, we got some numbers from the Mortgage Banker Association this week's latest forbearance and call volume survey. Um, that revealed that the number of loans now in forbearance has increased to 5.54%. That number was going down pretty steadily in for October. a while. And um, it is now been on the rise for like the last four weeks. And so uh, obviously that's not good. The forbearance, by the way, is generally dealt in a 90-day increment. And mm-hmm. so some of that is just going to be in the calendar as each time we hit like a fresh 90 days from when this was all announced, what in, was it March? I think it was the March tail 13th. end of March. Was it? Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Mid March. So at any rate, um, not particularly great news there. Um, we got right now about 2.8 million homeowners are in some variation of a forbearance plan, um, which and- is, yeah, a lot. Not to mention the. I mean, we are a mortgage show when we talk about homeowners, but not to mention those that are renting. You know, the eviction moratorium. Uh, how do I pronounce his name? Calabria, the FHFA sure. chairman, uh, spoke today. He said that they are extending um, foreclosures on real estate to not happen and evictions until to not happen until at least January 31st yeah. because this surge is likely going to damage Q1's yeah. economic um, production. Um, Calabria, Calabria is what I would say. That's how I say Final it. answer. That's the final answer. Final answer. And, uh, you know, what you're saying is, is uh, not shocking to me, but also, you know, with these extensions, it, it opens up the door. This is my opinion. It opens up the door for people to go, back into foreclosure like you know we're going into the time of year forbearance where, excuse me forbearance thank you um we're going into a time of year where a lot of people have you know don't have good income some people are very seasonal and typically december january and february are tougher months for most households just because of you know the holidays and things of that nature yeah i don't feel like there's a whole them. lot of normal this year um you know i was kind of in preparation for today's show, I was looking at how things have changed. And, and when you kind of zoom out and really like look at like we've we've all adapted so rapidly to this new life, you know, uh, uh, what it how new business works, you know, that the retailers, for example, rapidly adapted 
online sales. I mean, companies in town that were, they were the brick and mortar that had no intention of competing with online stores, rapidly developed online presence to where you could go and buy something. And then they adapted to curbside pickup options, right? Where your merchandise is available. They give you a pickup window. It's already paid for. So you get like contactless trade there curbside. Um, That's right. Yeah, but so very different, right? Those retailers, those that survived, they realized how to pivot quickly. Same thing with restaurants, right? They got really good at um, adapting and figuring out what they can do now to to sort of stay functioning. And and the consumers left, um, used to use all their discretionary money on travel, other like leisure things like that that aren't an option now right like right. going to the movies or or going on a a hotel or a cruise or an airplane or whatever that stuff's all down god i want to go to the movies so bad yeah yeah but i i do think you're right i mean and those people though are spending money now in other so so the money they're going that to Home Depot, travel, yeah, to Home Depot money and, on, and yeah cleaning up the house right because right, that's where you're hanging out upgrade New TVs, those kind of things. So we've seen a lot of that in in trades people bars. Um, I've been just talking lock your kids in that room, right? Just <laughs> bars. <laughs> but really, though, guys that do like one of my buddies that does, um, you know, like granite countertops in the kitchen and bathroom oh, kind of thing. It's crazy. Bombarded. You know, he's overwhelmed with business, which is a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the tradesmen are that way. You know, like finding a painter or whatever right now is pretty difficult because everybody's now spending so much time at home that that's really where the focus is. So, yeah. Um, Not to mention historically on the Central Coast, we just haven't had the tradesmen. Yeah. You know, we talked about that on other shows where there was that wave where people were like, no, don't become a tradesman. You got to go to college. Right. We won't bring that back up. Yeah. So at any rate, it's different now. And and yeah, so some companies, some people and companies are generally going to be sleepy through this time of year that, that now with the new set of rules here are going to be doing better than they generally are. And then others that, um, you know, I mean, this is retail spending season, right? I usually like to ask whoever I'm doing the show with this week about what did you buy on Black Friday? Mm-hmm. Did you buy anything? Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah. What'd you buy? Where'd you buy it from? How'd you get it? I bought myself a tool chest, like a big husky tool Ooh, chest. The like roll away tool chest? Yeah. I bought myself that. We bought a couple of things for my sisters. Um, just like, you know, they're like 29 and 30 years old. It's so just stuff that like young girls like to Boring have. Boring stuff. Yeah. I mean, my wife kind of took that stuff over. It's like, you know. I don't even know what the stuff is called. It's like stuff that they, you know, hair stuff or lotion or face cream or. Yeah, cool. It just racks up quick though, let me tell you. Um, But the other thing I was looking at was the car deals are crazy right now. Yeah. These low interest rates. The auto auto business. These low interest rates and the auto business got all the way back to like sign here for a brand new car. Um, When right after the Great Recession, it was not uncommon for auto 
um, companies, auto finance companies to want to be seeing income documentation all of a sudden. Like all of a sudden they were pretending that they like were evaluating people yeah. for something more than their credit score, you know? Right. Well, how much money do you make? You know, so it's a stated income loan. But now it's like back to all willy-nilly. Sign here and you can leave in that car right now. No payments for 90 days. So they're yeah. basically starting in deferment. Yeah. Um. A good friend of ours, yours and mine, he's a gr- he does great with his finances. He just walked in and took advantage of it, got himself a new truck with no interest, 72 months of payments. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there are, I mean, God, would it, what would it feel like to be a bar owner or a restaurant owner right now? I mean, this is the time where you're like just stacking away chips from the table because this is when people go out. Yeah. yeah. You know? But I, those poor guys, though, I mean, it. my wife and I were talking about going out to dinner this week. Like, we were thinking that we'd plan it. And um, then it was like, it's cold. You know? I'm going to go out, bundle up, and try to sit under a heater and... And I mean, I don't know if we're ultimately going to go or not, but um, she's all for it. And I'm like, oh, it's like cold, you know, it's not going to be that enjoyable. It's getting cold right now. Well, yeah. Your blood got thinner. Well, but yeah, but eating outside when it's 30 degrees out sucks. Your food gets cold pretty fast. So it's great for like sushi. If you're going to sushi, it's like this has never, never been fresher. It hits the table and it's like it's still in the fridge. But if you go out like get a bowl of soup and the soup shows up lukewarm because the wok cooled it down and then you take a couple bites of it and it's rapidly approaching cold, it's cold by the time you get to the bottom of it. That's not, nobody wants that in soup. No. No, you're right. I don't want to, I'm not a complainer. I don't want to complain. Um, but yeah, those, the bars and restaurant owners are like about to go around two with radical uncertainty. And one of the biggest problems is, is you don't know what you're planning for, you know? Um, yeah, this was supposed to be 15 days to flatten the curve. Right. And we're, I don't know what what are we now? It's like almost happy nine month anniversary to your fifteen days to flatten the curve. Yeah, um, and I a lot of those businesses, they if they made it, they barely hung on, you know, and and survived and got to reopen and then reinvest whatever money they did have into that cool little um, platform thing so that not everybody's leaning into the gutter when they're eating. Right, and then you know, and also they do the. Um, what I like to call the COVID cabana, which is that awesome high quality tent that yeah, it's but essentially made the outdoors, the indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, they all spent a bunch of money on that stuff and now they're not going to be able to use those either. So, and the trouble is if you're in that spot, if you're one of those businesses, what you got to know what you're planning for. Are you getting shuttered for two weeks or two months or more, I mean, how do you understand that? And then also, I mean, I understand now we're straddling a really weird line of um, the election thing is not completely over. Um, I didn't want to get into that today. You said the word um, election. I, I know. And I clipped notes about Janet Yellen and... Then I was like, man, I just don't even want to talk about any of this stuff right now because it still feels like everybody just wants to argue and fight and say you're dumb um and so i 
but at any rate, you know, we've got all this in front of us of just not knowing what's going on. So you don't have this issue, like the stimulus. We all know now that we need some good stimulus. In fact, we'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But these guys, there are some lawmakers that are ready to send the money down to the street to help these people, but they can't, the parties just can't agree on the appropriate way or, or how much or, you know, what other pork fat needs to get up in the deal here to make it all work. Mm -hmm. And so no money's going out. I mean, we had that stimulus that there was, obviously there was the PPP loans Mm -hmm. and then also they had extended unemployment and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But that's like, pretty much ran its course and so now everyone's sitting here wondering is there help is there going to be help what what is going to happen and how long Mm -hmm. are we closing for it it's pretty wild yeah hard to plan for that you know and and in business you got to have a plan so you you know understand your budget and what's going on but um any rate what we got to do now is take a commercial break we come back we do have a guest on the show today um, That's right, Dave Schutte from At Home Appraisals, who's a company we work very closely with all the time. We interact with Dave, and we're going to get into some of the things about why, you know, what CoreLogic has talked about on their home price index. I mean, 7.3% appreciation this year. In October, we saw a month-over-month 1.1% appreciation. That's over that's a 13 percent appreciation rate so well this is a good talk it'd, be good, to, it'd just be good to have his insight because he sees so many appraisals right he has a regional view of this whereas oftentimes when we get to talking value we get pigeonholed here right into our local market and not sure yeah he's dealing with exactly the west coast. what's going on he's dealing with the west coast so he's got a little bit more vantage point than we're used to so that'll be great so we're gonna go ahead and take a couple minutes here, um, do our first commercial break, and then we'll be back in a minute here with more Mortgage Matters. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar, and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with am sun solar today am sun solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001 call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home 
not a condo, a home built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, thanks much for being with us. I'm in the studio today with Michael Points. Woo! Yeah. and um, In the flesh. In the flesh. And we have a guest today that we're going to have uh, on to have a little conversation, I think mostly just about real estate value, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Dave Schutte, um, Operations Manager, Vice President of At-Home Valuations Management. And like I said just before the break, we work with him all the time. Um, he's he's more of like a quality control or quality review. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows this now, right? Everyone's read the Dodd-Frank Act. Is uh, is that before the mortgage All crack, 1,800 pages yeah, of it. It's, it's just a huge document. Um before the mortgage crash, you know, we could take our appraisers out to lunch. We could play golf with them. They could be our brother, dad, sister, brother. Better so, if they were, right? Then you could then you could talk them into doing you that favor. Right. And I think a good thing, I think a I'm good kidding. thing. I'm kidding. You just blew right past that like, oh, yeah, that that is how it was. I wasn't um, sure if that was or wasn't. I that, was not in the industry. In that era, I was an underwriter. And in that era as an underwriter, it wasn't uncommon that we had like a, well, it's Christmas and I watched Noel last night with my daughter. So I'll tell you this, we had basically a naughty list and a nice list. Got it. And it was just known the appraisers in town that did stupid stuff. Yeah. And so you would look at those and sort of start out with an eye roll of like, oh, this one's from so-and-so. And so I just, I know that he's going to be... Um, you know, somehow involved. His wife's the realtor, or he's a fractional owner of this new construction thing that he's appraising, or whatever. Yeah, right. 
Um, but Dodd, Dodd-Frank and other laws have done away with that and attempted to put some anonymity between the lender and the appraiser, created the appraisal management company, yeah. which really serves as a clearinghouse where, um, and many of the listeners to our show are our clients, so they've kind of experienced this where we get their payment information, provide yep. it to the appraisal management company. Uh, David and his company then um, have a list of, of appraisers on roster that are willing and able to accept these assignments and do them yep. uh, at will without any sort of coercion or collusion from anybody involved, like saying, hey, the missus made you a cake here, and uh, should this house show up for five fifty, there's more where that came from, kind of thing. Right. Don't um, eat the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, David, uh, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So, I I heard from Mike that you have some uh, some radio history. I have some radio history. I used to be, I, I did, I used to produce morning radio shows around the country. No way. I la- yeah, my last job was actually in San Francisco, uh, produced a radio show uh, in downtown San Francisco. Wow. That's pretty rad. Cool. Um, yep. Well, in many ways, it's the same. In many ways, it's different. You'd laugh today. The technology is pretty wild that we're able to do things like this and kind of podcast where I've got an iPhone hooked into a, a controller here that's running a, a laptop where we're recording into Adobe Audition. But, um, you know, it's a it works. And then we'll upload yeah, sounds our, great. We'll upload our show, our show down to the radio that will run this live. So really the people that are hearing this right now, it's Saturday morning and they're uh, listening to what they think is live radio. But COVID has us unable to go into the studio because the uh, – I guess it was workers' comp basically told them that they did not want anybody that wasn't an employee to be in that building. Mm-hmm. So – as non-employees, we weren't allowed in there. So this, we've cobbled this together. Now I've learned how to produce my own podcast show to send them. Yep. I've learned more well, than I wanted to. Podcast is where it's at anyway. Radio, <laughs> radio. That's where that, that that's where where it's all gone. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, yeah. So anyway, as you heard, you know, we try to kind of dumb it down for folks and let them know why this is even relevant and um who you are and and what you do um anything you want to add to the the intro that we laid out well i so i i wasn't able to hear a lot until you just until you came back out of the break i wasn't able to hear a whole lot of what you said but uh what i can tell you is you know the appraisers are loan officers aren't always don't always love us appraisers and we're, we're here to help you. And especially the, the AMC guys are here to help you. And that's sure. what we try to do. Yeah. I think it requires a real, a realistic understanding of the marketplace, which is why, you know, I think Jason's trained me well, but you gotta, you gotta do a little bit of homework before you just throw together a loan application with what the borrower thinks their house is worth. Right. Have you ever seen that, that um, collage? That's like, this is what the, buyer no this is what the owner thinks his house looks like this is what the appraiser thinks his house looks like this is what the county assessor it's like this palace right (laughs) looks like and then the buyer it's just like so the thing is it's an opinion right we call it an opinion of value but 
in that picture you're referring to, I think the one the appraiser thinks it looks like has like shutters. It's, it's like a manufactured home right. on top it's of a, a telephone pole. That's like <laughs> there's like a tree coming out of yeah. it. Right. The appraiser like thinks it was built ladder. out of yeah. The appraiser thinks it was built out of sticks. No, but yeah. you know, um, <laughs> interestingly enough, you know, this is kind of a some of the other news which we'll share later in the show too, but um, it the home price index for the Case and Schiller 20 city home price index just came out this week showing um, a 6.6% year over year appreciation. And we've also seen, um, you know, there's other little real estate numbers that are showing us that really there's a lot of supply issues as have been the case now for years and yeah. getting worse. Right. Um, and that then is, I mean, going back to Econ 1A, the supply and demand issue is creating almost ever-increasing prices here, which is, um, it, it's tricky in the market for all kinds of reasons. And I'll say, um, I have started to see, um, first it starts with, uh, basically, I've seen some appraisals come in a little bit less than sales price, which is something we can talk about. But yeah. before that, the leading indicator to that for me is when I get the call from the listing agent that says, you know, I've given them a pre-approval letter. So my buyer's there with, you know, and that's the offer they're looking at. And they call and they say, you know, you're... I'm calling you because your your horse is out in front here. Basically, they're the ones overpaying, and we're just nervous about the appraisal. And um, so, whenever you get listing right. agents getting weird about understanding that they did research, they their comps led them to a five eighty price, and now it's in escrow for five ninety nine. The seller's pumped, and the agent is just on pins and needles because they're worried that this thing's going to come in short, and they're going to have a bunch of hard conversation to have with the seller on trying to keep the whole thing together without yep. looking like you know some lender ruined it right um, right but so that's that feels like that's a part of most of the purchase transactions right now is a lot of there at least here where we are and so this is the part i want to ask you about where we are, there's still a ton of overbidding, uh, multiple mm. offers on most every deal, unless there's something really wrong with it or it's really overpriced. Um, and so that's driving this to a place where in some cases it's the that that right. enthusiasm is outpacing the comparable sales to a degree where we're starting to feel pressure on the upper end. There's a gap between what a property is worth and what an appraiser can appraise a property for. And I think that becomes the issue. And that gap is, is because things are moving so quickly. You know, appraisers aren't, we, we're not, we're not orators. We, we can't tell the future. Our job is to read the past and use that information to develop a value. Which almost right. takes you a little out of the current too, by the way. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. When you're, um, when the comps that are available to you are from February, March, June, and now here right. we are in November. Uh, well, correct myself. Now it's December. I've done that like three like times. Like I said, Sorry. it's been getting yeah. dark since lunch. I, I don't even know what time <laughs> it is, let alone what month it is. Um, but yeah. yeah. So at any rate, it's just, it's, it's, today doesn't feel a lot like it even felt in February, you know, or even May right. for what it's worth. There's a whole lot of buyer enthusiasm in the market right now. Are you, if you, if I had to pin you down to a number here, 
how many appraisals would you say out of a hundred are coming in at less than sales price? You know, I don't think it's as high as you would think. I would, I, it's less than 5%. Yeah. Um, but, but, but it, but it does happen and it is frustrating and it's, you know, it's frustrating for the appraisers too. The good guy, the good appraisers, and, and you talked about it, there's a difference, but the good appraisers, you know, they, they don't want to kill a purchase. That's not their goal. They're, they're looking at the data and they're, and they're right. presenting you what they've got available to them for data. And that, and that's what it comes down to. Our job is data driven. And when the, and when markets are moving faster than the data, you guys get frustrated with us, but it's, it, we're stuck. Well, as the owner of the company, I, I wear a lot of hats and um, oftentimes I'm the, the backstop to the biggest fits that are thrown. And I found myself in a conversation just this week with a listing agent where um, it wasn't actually, this is one of the rare ones that didn't come through at home because it was a VA appraisal. Those go through a different process, of course, but this thing, um, it was really interesting. She called me up, she said, you know, what do you think? This is a person that I've done a lot of deals with and um, she's just the listing agent. Our company happened to have the buyer, but it was another loan officer. And um, so I, I was unaware of it. So I just opened up the appraisal and give it the old go. And um, man, the four comps were very good. The net and gross adjustments were like one and 2% across the board. Right. And they did a right. great job on on location, every comp was less than a half a mile away. Some of them were a tenth or a quarter of a mile away. They had bracketed the square footage and the bedroom and bathroom count was very tight. You would have thought this was in a condo complex, and it's not. It's in Paso yeah. Robles, which is a pretty rural area, in, and it was right. in a part of Paso that's kind of hard to see an appraisal that good. And so I get down to the end of it, and I said, man, this is the report itself looks very good. And you you have to look at these comps. And in this case, the home was uh, for sale for 680 and the appraisal mm -hmm. was delivered for 650 And she was basically like, you know, before I go tell the sellers, I just want to hear the words that you have to say about this. And then as I was looking at it, though, I was, I was kind of like, well, hang on. Average up comp one through three just equal weighted. It came out to like 667 and if you added comp four, which was the high side, it was like a seven right. twelve purchase price and equal weighted that it went to 680, which was the sales price. And so I did an average on the three comps and then an average on all four and both of which were much greater than the 650. And so I'm like, man, there's got to be a typo in this or something. Um, and so well, I don't understand. That's a piece that I don't understand is sure in that software. What is happening there? where they choose the percentage in that weighting for the averages and, you know, put emphasis somewhere or another. And, and what's possible, how is it possible that their final reconciliation of value was less than any way that I could average the comps? Well, I can't speak to a specific appraisal that I didn't look at, but what sure. I will tell you is you've, You've made the, the cardinal mistake that all loan officers, all real estate agents make, and that is you, you, you just used you just used a dirty word, and that dirty word is average. Sure. Appraisers appraisers are specifically instructed by all of their regulatory agencies. That's not what we do. You know, we're not solving math problems, uh, and that's the pro and that's what you guys don't always grasp. And what we're actually doing is. 
our responsibility is to find the most comparable properties to the to the subject and reconcile to those properties. A reconciliation is not an average, though. It's not averaging, and and it's not software driven either. The software doesn't do doesn't tell us what the number is. Okay. And, and if an appraiser is using a software to say, okay, there's the magic number. I'm no, done, I just wondered then, if it did. Then they're not doing their job. Yeah, I just wondered if it yeah. did where you put. You know, like you fill out that comp table, you know, with all the attributes and the adjustments as you see them. You know, this place right. is 300 square feet more, so we bump it up. And this place is 300 foot less, so we take some away, whatever. So you kind of go through all that. Then at some point, though, it seems like, and I guess that, I mean, it's funny. I've never heard anybody tell me that before, but that averaging them, because um, I think just to us, like the people that don't do that for a living, um, it seems like averaging them is, is a reasonable approach, you know? It's like, <laughs> well, so let me give you a, a, an example of why that doesn't work. So let's say I've got a, let's, let's use track homes as an example. And I've got a model match that's sold recently in my report, but that's the only model match to the subject property. And then everything else is a different property altogether. Same builder, same subdivision, but it's a different, it, it's a different model. I'm going to reconcile logically to that model match because that's the most like most similar property sure. to, the subject, to, to the subject. Those other, those other properties might adjust to five, 10 grand higher, five, 10 grand, five, 10 grand lower. But I'm going to look at that model match and go, I mean, that's the best data point. So I'm, I'm, I'm pinpointing on that. And Dave, that's exactly why you said you guys get in a little bit, you get in trouble with us because you're looking at a model match from three months ago and rates have dropped, you know, six eighths <laughs> in rate. And now people want to buy that house for $20,000 more for the same monthly payment. Well, there is an argument to be made in a market like this that uh, you have to also look at the time. I that's fair, but that model match might have been yesterday too. I thought well, you financing were say, financing shouldn't dictate the price of the home, but it does. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Of course, it does. But purchasing what, per, value is purchasing uh, power, and purchasing power is value. No, well, and we know that. I mean, that was that was the effort that our. Um, you know, that our government made when COVID really was starting was say, Hey, we're going to go change. That was our weapon. Yeah. We're going to change your ability to buy and or right. refinance in order to buoy up this economy. That's got some strong headwind. So we know, we know that that is, that is the tool of choice. It's funny, Dave, yep. when you said, when you said that I'd committed the, um, the cardinal sin that lenders often make, <laughs> I thought your next words were going to be, you've questioned an appraiser. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you know what? Well, and that's a, that's fair it to is say. A... There are those appraisers out there that feel that way. I will, I will say that I, the appraisal process is a human process. Sure. So I, I, for one, an appraiser, any appraiser that's listening to this is going to shoot me for this. But I, for one, think the reconciliation process, it might be the most important process in the appraisal process for that very reason. It is a human process. So once I've, de once I've delivered the report and given it to you guys, let's finish the conversation. You guys have a different opinion. So you give me comparable data to, to, for, for a reconsideration. Right. It's important that I look at that data and respond to it 
in a thoughtful kind of way. Now, it shouldn't keep going back and forth for, you know. Until we get what we want. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those comps didn't work, so let me try these. Those comps didn't work, so let me. It shouldn't. Right. Give me, give me. Let's have this conversation one one more time. You give me those comps. Give me your best data. You should put some thought into it too, and give it to me, and then I and then we can have the conversation. Yeah. It's when it's it's when those comps come and it's clearly no thought put into it. It's well, these are the highest sales I could find, so please please consider these. That, yeah, that's when that's when we get frustrated. That was the other part of this conversation that I had this week with this listing agent, and she said, "Well, what about this one?" I said, "Well, to be fair, that closed six days after the report, so we can't count that." Um, what about this one? Well. See, all of our subject and all of our comps are about 11,000 square foot lots. And the one you're showing me now is five acres. Um, Actually, can I, can, can I go back to your first statement yeah. where you said, you said, you said it closed six days after? Yeah. I would argue that it was a pending sale as of that effective date. And it absolutely is reasonable to make that part of the discussion. Yeah, I don't it, know that it's going to change. I don't know if it's going to change my mind, but I, I, that's a reasonable comp to bring into the discussion. Yeah. A, and interestingly that's a, that's enough, though, it was like, it was seven eighths of a mile away and it was a bit bigger and a different design style. So it felt like cherry picking comps to me, you know, just trying. Yeah. If you're, no. if you have a conclusion that you're trying to prove, that's oftentimes different than, you know, trying to arrive at a reasonable conclusion uh, based right. on everything presented to you. You know, so it, it, it's uh, it, it's a it's an interesting thing to try to help uh, some of these Absolutely. agents wrap their head around. Hey, David, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute. We got to do a commercial break here on the clock. So we're, we're going to take a minute here to, to run some commercials and we'll be back in just a minute. Sounds great. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. It's time to make a change. Get lean and efficient in time for summer with Kennedy Club Fitness and AM Sun Solar. Schedule your free consultation with AM Sun Solar and you could win a one-year membership to Kennedy Club Fitness. That's right. Get entered to win a one-year membership with Kennedy Club Fitness when you schedule your free solar consultation with AM Sun Solar today. AM Sun Solar is your local solar company providing exceptional service since 2001. Call us at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Low. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, 
built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust, Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Um, and we, we ran long in the first uh, or in that middle segment there. So we don't have too much time left. And Dave, before we let you go, I want to find out, um, did you have anything that you really wanted to talk about today? No, I just was happy to join you guys today. Um, I did want to touch on something that you, that you brought up. Uh, in that previous segment about that example that you had uh, where she gave you that pending sale, there was something where you said it, you, you didn't think it worked where I think it would work. And where I think that pending sale would, when it was pending as of the effective date of that report, where right. I do think that might, where I think that might've been important goes back to something else you said, when you're going back and using cops from February. So if every other comp in that report was six months old or older, and you had this one pending sale showing you where the market's pointing, that is a relevant data point. Right. No, it, it absolutely is. And I, I'm, it's nice for me to hear you and the way that you think and, and articulate your thoughts on this because um, it's been a really positive relationship for us um, with you guys. Yeah. And, and one of the things I, I love too is I've been um, – I've been pleasantly surprised by your guys's um, just a willingness to help and adapt and make changes and and help us understand and um, so for that I'm really grateful and um, I appreciate that. You know what 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 a lot of people forget and especially the appraisers and I hope they listen to this is that this is a very personal and emotional uh, 
situation. This is a big investment for the borrower. And that's why it's important to be flexible. And I don't mean in value, but flexible in having a conversation about what's happening in the marketplace. You know, I don't mean that I should be able to, or you should be able to bend an appraiser to a value, but it is important. It is important that they respect that it's a a very emotional thing for somebody involved in the process and that they participate in at least a conversation. Yep. Yeah. That's a, that's a very great point. I'm glad you made it. And um, we're going to go ahead and bid you adieu, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. We'll have you on again in the future. Thank you, Dave. Anytime, guys. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. That was Dave Shooty. Yeah. Um, and, and again, the way that this fits into our company, we have a couple appraisal management companies that we work with. Um, and these guys just serve as the liaison between us, the lender that needs the report and, um, and the transaction that requires it. And then, um, just do a great job to have good appraisers on a panel that are available, that are dependable, that deliver good work. And then, and then that's the dude that's, uh, you know, at the, at the helm, they're kind of guiding it and, and hopping in and helping. He's helped so much through the year. So fantastic to have him. Um, we're running out of time here. We're, we're getting down to wrap up time. There is a point that I really wanted to make before we hang up today. Um, and that's that, um, this week fed chairman Powell said that the risk of inefficient monetary response is greater than the risk of doing too much. Um, this was testimony, uh, that he was giving at the, uh, before the Senate banking committee and, um, that sounds like an interesting quote that you might see like in a, you know, for the month of whatever as you're rolling Jefferson your calendar. Said. Yeah. But, you know, and kind of got to read this a couple times. But the point is, is he's saying that we need to stimulate. provide help yeah. to stimulate, to drive some money into the street and the risk of doing too much um, is greater or the risk of not doing this well and soon is greater than the risk of doing too much yeah and so those words out of his mouth which by the way the sentiment was also echoed by treasury uh secretary mnuchin and um that's what spurred this recent run-up to the dow that's trying to push thirty thousand. this is also what has caused mortgage interest rates to drop again and mortgage interest rates arguably back to their all-time low now. Yeah, in the last um, week. Yeah, so it, like, it, it means that it's a fantastic time to check in. Um, I'm almost at the buzzer now, but I got to tell you, um, another piece of what I clipped today just talked about how many people should refinance that have not. Um, 27% of current mortgage holders surveyed don't know their current rate. If you don't know your interest rate easily off the top of your head, please go look it up. And if it is higher than three and a quarter, um, call us centralcoastlending.com or phone us 805-543-5626. Um, I want to thank you guys 
very much for listening today. I apologize again for not bringing brand new content every week. We really are just doing the best we can, and uh, we appreciate your listenership. Mike, thanks for helping today. You betcha. Um, and we'll do another show here pretty quick. we got to give Dan the opportunity to do his 12 Days of Christmas Index, and I'm really looking forward to that. So, all right, you guys, take care. Be well.